0: Oh, hello there, dear listener! It's been a long time—two months now. Ever since I did the last episode, which was Touche Amore, I believe. Yeah, I think was the their s- second record that came into there. A um, little bit of a of a of a draw that I did there, like I usually do with those uh, with this podcast. Anyway, uh, has been two months since I've done um, the, the, one episode of this podcast uh, for reasons that I can't explain exactly. Exactly, it just um, just slips my my mind for for some time. I'm not a very consistent worker. Usually, I tend to take long breaks from from everything, even if I do enjoy them quite profoundly. Like. Is the case with this podcast of course um you know every time that i do this it's never uh, up to scratch i never believe it's 100 percent up to scratch you know but, but I, I, I kept doing it for 37 episodes so far so why not you know just bring that project back to life again uh, a couple of Updates in regards to music and music adjacent stuff. No, no, necessarily regards to new albums that I've been listening to, but new concerts that I've been to. I've been recently going to some concerts, and I've been to two very big ones in the late, uh, in the late, um, late May was not May no. It was late. Uh, July one and the other one just recently just a few days ago I saw Oliver tree which is a very interesting um, pop singer songwriter he tends to be a rapper sometimes but he's he's actually a very good singer actually he has a very distinctive voice he's a bit of a mima he's a bit of a <coughs> uh, internet figure you know it's um if What's his name? The guy that does, is and down and and uh, does. Uh, Danny McBride. If Danny McBride was a singer songwriter, you know, it probably would be something like All of the Three. So he's it's <coughs> he is quite a character, and in, in in every every single sense of the word, right? Because he's a character, of course. In the songs that he writes, and they are quite genuine, and I believe that, that they come from a from a very honest place, as true singer songwriters usually uh, visit that particular place that I mentioned. And um, he has a character with his social media persona and his uh, persona on stage. He does like a braggadocious type of, you know, like challenging the audience. In, the audience. And being very, um, being very conf- confrontational with the audience. So it's it's a type of relationship I never did engage with anything from his social media. So I didn't know he had that persona necessarily. Um, that come from the kind of a almost like a Fred Durst, you know. So he's he's a little bit of a he's a, a bit of a meme because of that. Because back in the day. <clears throat> We used to have those figures in rock and roll, uh, like Fred Durst and uh, Korn to some extent, even though they were always a bit sensitive, more sensitive than, than confrontational. But rock and roll had that type of character, right? Uh, especially very much illustrated by um, the Limb Biscuit from Matt. Uh, and he channels a little bit of that energy. Um, fun. Not really my necessarily my sensibility, I don't die for it to be honest. Um, I try to like stuff that's more introspective, but it was very interesting to see his show. And it was the first show in, in two and a half years that I that I was seeing, right? Like, true, like, high profile show from someone that I listened to before. um And it was interesting to see, and the 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 public was very much engaged, and there was a lot of young kids as well. But um, that's uh, that's not necessarily any comment on his his style or 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 anything like that. It's just a matter of the internet being populated by very young children, and especially TikTok, because it got big on TikTok for for I think the middle of twenty twenty one or something like that. I don't know exactly. Uh, he's 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 very memorable and he's very catchy as well and it's interesting it was a lot of blabbering though during the show uh it tended to get a little bit repetitive especially in between songs because he was doing a bit like every single song was his last song you know so he was always doing the are you guys ready for the next song for the last song of the show, stuff like that? So it it, it was like a bit that he was doing. Uh, he got a bit tired. Not gonna lie, and uh, I was hoping for it to be over at the end. But the songs actually, the 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 performances were fine, more than fine. Actually, they were pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Pretty um, but it it, it felt empty i even like voice to a friend of mine that went to the show with me and uh yeah it could be could be trained you know could be kind of it could be more of a streamlined thing just do the joke a couple of times or maybe come up with some other type of stuff that you want to joke about i don't know uh, i'm not in no, no position of criticizing um like it doesn't matter right but my criticism, but at the same time, I was there. I paid to see the show, and it wasn't. It wasn't that part in particular. It wasn't very interesting. But it was a nice. It was a nice beginning because the next show, uh, the one that I saw a couple days ago, it's shaping to be one of the most uh, significant concerts that I ever saw. And given that it wasn't necessarily the nicest conditions that I that I saw the show in. First, my mental, sp- mental space is always a bit of a fog lately, right? It's always a bit of a, of a weird. Um, I, I, i transit, I've been transiting to some weird spaces lately, uh, mentally, and it's. I mean, sometimes it just just doesn't gel, and I was by by myself, as well. You know, not as well the other one I wasn't, but that one because I'm, I'm thinking of another show that I, that I went by myself. Uh, and it's i mean it's it's never necessarily pleasant right Uh, although it was great and i've seen shows alone before paul mccartney was like i was alone during that show and it was it's it's the same energy because i I don't necessarily make connections out of air, you know it's gonna be hard i tend to keep keep it myself most part i think like most normal people do that but um, I mean, you would think that, uh, you, I don't know, maybe you think that I should do that, but I don't, <clears throat> anyway, uh, it was a sitting concert, the ones that, it was a theater, it wasn't nothing standing up, so it was a pretty big stadium theater, the OER Super Theater at Darnia Uh great, 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 great place, I was pretty far away though. In a sense that and I talked about Rós previously in this podcast, so that's interesting as well um I believe it's I believe that I did let me see haven't I yeah I did I don't remember exactly what I said, but is it, I'm sure it stands still to this day That it's a beautiful album uh I got it's Buruden if that's the pronunciation anyway I I stood very far away in the sense that I could barely make heads or tails of what, what was going on in terms of who was doing what in the stage, so I kept hearing the the sounds and seeing like distant and, and, and dark figures and enjoying the, the, the light show which was great and very well made. Very distinctive to its song. You know, its song had a had a theme along with the lights and it was just a fucking beautiful uh, like it, it was great it was uh, i'm i'm more i talk about it more memories come to mind how the the the, the lights work and how they just the pure elegance about the whole thing right because they are they are a unique and amazing band <clears throat> and it was it was good it was good just to see similar people around you know you see the usual types the uh the weird people that obviously work with with uh, the music industry, being like sound engineers or having a band or stuff like that. I mean, you, you don't get interested in Sigur Rós if you don't have an interest in music in general, right? It's just something that... You, you can't be just a Sigur Rós fan and nothing else, you know? Just liking... The, the, Taylor Swift and cigarettes that's that's not the case ever with anyone, so obviously the the people that were there also share a lot of other other common interests about music and probably very interesting and very nice people, you know, but I couldn't it's not necessarily easy to connect them in my case anyway, I was there to see the show <clears throat> and it was a great show impressive the even though i was very far away i i i wish i had been enveloped by the sound more even though um nonetheless i cry for half of the thing right because it's just it's just great it's just fucking great it's great seeing that thing that you listening to your whole adult life it's been 11 years that i've uh, ever since i listened to their particular album and other records from from them um seeing that being played live by the guys that created right or at least i know that John Z of course was i don't know about the other ones if they changed formations or anything like that probably not but it's just great to actually see the guy playing the weird cello Thing, right, it's it's just amazing. It was it was amazing. It was worth every 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 penny. Worthy of every penny. Um, what else? Let's just move on, move on, move on, move on, because it's twelve minutes of speaking about those updates. Uh, I've been seeing some comedy as well, which is interesting. School saw one great comedian lately as well. Uh, if i wasn't the weird person that i am i could say that i'm that i'm f- feeling great about those experiences but yeah i'm not necessarily feeling great now I'm, I'm not feeling great i'm no. not feeling great now not necessarily not amazing oh, getting there i mean what is life you know life is just getting there <clears throat> okay let's figure out which album we're gonna sp- speak about today. No we I am because I'm the only one who speaks. At this, you don't speak. You just stay quiet in there and wait for me to say my peace. Alright. Let's figure out the number. A lot of dead air. Sorry about the dead air. You know it's a room in radio and television that you don't leave dead air ever. But you know this is this is not radio. This is podcast. Goddammit. You know, this is real life. True five four. That doesn't matter to you, but it doesn't. It does matter to me. And we have Bob Dylan, Blonde on Blonde. Interesting, interesting. Because being listening to Bob Dylan lately, uh, not this record, but I've, I've I listened to the, to the '65s once. Um, Highway. Highway? Highway Re- Revisit. I think I'll listen to. It's the one with Desolation Row. I'm not sure which one it is. Uh With like a Rolling Stone and the Desolation Row, which is probably his best album. Because, I mean, those songs, those two songs are great. Bob Dylan, Blonde on Blonde. I believe that's the most... If you want to pretend that you know Bob Dylan, start saying that this is your favorite album, even though you don't know half of it. Which is probably my case. Um, I always like to say that I loved Bob Dylan and I s- often cited Blonde and Blonde as the as his best because what I know about it and what I've heard from it, it's really, really good. And it and it sits between like the very electrical uh, and and folk rock type of thing that he did in the 60s and of course 70s but has also the, the country, blues and folk feeling from the previous albums, right? So speaking of how uh, how he moved in his career at least what I know uh, to be true um, he started as a folk singer like many of the guys from the from the early 60s also did um, started experimenting of course everything became very psychedelic and very electric mid 60s uh, with the British invasion as well that was a source of influence to all sorts of, of musicians from all sorts of genres and, and, and walks of life you can say so he there's the famous prot- protest against against the 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 electric guitar he was like targeted with some controversies with the with that situation because he was going electrical you know and uh, it, it was the move mm-hmm. of a true artist to do that as he always proved to be one of those uh even to this day uh he's very consistent very very great singer songwriter doesn't you know doesn't goes without saying and, uh Blonde and Blonde, it's part folk epic, it's part psychedelic experimentation. So it's 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 pretty much stands on those two um, phases of Dylan, phases of his um, maturation to the seventies, and also his leg, also you know, in the sixties. So you have. Let me just grab the tracklist here because he has a fucking long discography. Jesus, I'm 2009 now and I've been scrolling for half an hour. Let me just type the fucking thing. and I say blonde in blonde? No, it's blonde on blonde. So a huge record, right? Uh, one hour and 12 minutes and the last song is 11 minutes in and of itself. So I know really well... Oh, most likely uh most likely you go way and I'll go mine. I'm pretty familiar with nine of those tracks, right? It's a great album. It has that ability to be pretty much his um you can say that he's kind of his revolver. I tend to compare everything to Beatles, right? But I think that might be right. Uh it's way more bloated than, than than revolver right and he tends to be it takes time with with the with the songs it might be the first instance of him really taking his time because i don't remember necessarily the other albums fuck me the other albums uh, that are trains in my you know where i live where i live so uh, i don't believe necessarily the other ones being that long in terms of a, of a track list being that extensive uh, the songs themselves are pretty large. Bringing it all back home, which is an album which I'm not very familiar with. I know the the the, the obvious ones like Homesick Blues and She Belongs to Me, Maggie's Farm, Mister um, Tambourine Man, of course, classic hit, right? Uh, that probably started with that particular album, um, Highway 61 Revisit also pretty bloated as well but not as much blonde on Blonde, you know it's it's double album it's probably his first in, uh, of of obviously his first double album and that uh, opened kind of like a precedent in his discography like for for things to be really really dragged you know Blo- bloated on the tracks is a very long album uh the albums with the band are also pretty pretty long and pretty you know the basement tapes are huge huge so it gets it gets pretty pretty darn uh pretty darn um uh, long you can probably expect from from this album and I should probably listen to it again uh, you can probably expect very few words right it's a very story driven rough and honest uh, approach to folk songwriting i think that's basically how i can sum up this album Um, if you like to get more acquainted with bob dylan don't start with blonde and blonde i don't recommend because you're gonna get overwhelmed because it tends to get pretty heady so if you're not and it's heady even for me and i've been listening to the guy for a while now um not very consistent because again it's not like a like a leonard cohen which charm and wittiness and 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 just poetic greatness you know the guy just zoots there to you know, with all of his words and, and, and things that he puts in, into his music uh, is endlessly charismatic, right? Uh, Dylan, it is an acquired taste. An amazing taste. I, I, I recommend that you get that taste, you know? Because uh, it changes your life to, 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 to be touched by, by, his, by his lyrics and, and his uh, delivery as well. The motion in his music, and the stories that he tells, and the images that he constru uh, constructs, um, but it's an acquired taste. Leonard Cohen's much more he invites you in, right? Because I, I put like three. For me, there are three truly great lyricists/singer-songwriters, uh, but I, I, I analyze them more in the in the lyricism sense. Uh, Leonard Cohen, first, doesn't matter. Always going to be first. Uh, Bob Dylan and Nick Cave. And then the rest, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. Those are the three greatest, in my opinion. Uh, you can say whatever you want about Tom Waits or George Harrison, obviously, great lyricists and great singer-songwriters. George Harrison more of a singer-songwriter than anything else, honestly. But yeah. So the, wh- what I mean is that I compare them both, right? I compare a lot Bob Dylan and Leonard Cohen, totally different, different creatures, right? Totally different cats. But in terms of greatness, right? It's it's comparable in terms of how great they're, them both are. And um, it's a trip, man. It's a trip. And you have a lot of things to study as well. If you go ahead and, and, and try to, to to do the Dylan thing, you have a lot of sh- stuff to study and a lot of shit <laughs> to go through. Because uh, I'm not entirely familiar with everything, but the 70s are a bit rough on the guy, right? Uh, they are quite like like famously shit-on albums, from the 70s especially. But then he comes out with Blood on the Tracks, which is just... You know, so he has a almost like an infinite capacity of just coming up with great shit. Is that sometimes because he's so prolific, it's just not. It, it, he misses the mark sometimes. With, with, I think I've heard that. I don't have lived experience. You know, with with those type of things, the guy has an amazing catalog. You know, he can fill up like dozens of. Best off CDs and all that, you know. Even to this day, like his latest album was pretty, pretty well regarded. But you have some, 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 some bullshit ones like "Slow Train Coming." What the fuck is that? You know, uh, "Saved." What is Saved? What the fuck is that? He has a Christian phase, which is fine. I'm not I'm all for Christian stuff. You know, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't take it for granted at all. Uh, i'm 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 on it i'm on the christian train baby but it is just you know uh really didn't really uh, let's just not do that maybe empire burlesque i don't know so the 80s and and the late leg of the 70s was a bit rough on the guy uh i'm here commenting like it looks like i'm commenting the whole um the guy, the whole discography, but I'm just trying to to keep it in in perspective. That's basically what I do. And then late '90s and begin and late uh, late '80s and be, beginning of the '90s was kind of a renaissance with Under the Red Sky. You know, there are some. He he came back with a vengeance with the Bootleg Series as well, which is pretty well regarded. um Some some songs in there. Um, and then late late 2000s and um, early 2000s also pretty pretty well it has a lot of stuff right if you want to if you want to start start with freewheeling try to see how much of the 60s you can stand uh, the, the first like three albums freewheeling and uh bring it all back home and the one with the Desolation row highway 61 uh, those are the, the 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 B classic ones, so you can't really go wrong with those. Uh, if if you wanna if you wanna start listening to Bob Dylan, I'm probably recommending those those records. Uh, if not, just you know, look at the the next episode, see if you if you find any interest in the next one. It's too bad, you know, but he is he is really good. Is uh, no wonder he's the figure in music that he is, right? I'm not, uh, I'm not a, a specialist, even though I really love some of his stuff. But he has to be, he has to be some in the mood for it, right? It's 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 kind of a if you're not know the mood for it, it's gonna be tough, you know. Because it seems like he's playing too much of a character sometimes. I don't know. A good character. With the voice and all. The voice, especially the, the nasal voice, is probably what irritates most people. Not me though. I'm, I'm fine with most vocalists, you know. Some of them can be serviceable and all that. But the, what matters is the contents of the song, which reflects the contents of the soul. The guy doesn't sing very well. It's fine. <coughs> it's like beauty, you know. You can you can be a pretty person, but if you're not and you're a good person, it's better to be a good person. So that's the same thing with the song. You can be an ugly singer. You can have an ugly voice, but if you're a good song, you're a good song. You know, it's kind of what I mean. I think I'm getting getting a kick out of this. I'm, I'm, I might be another one. Am I? Am I? Might, uh, record one right after this. See how we go. See, you know, where that leaves me, in regards to what what's what's going to be talked about. Bob Dylan, Blonde on Blonde. Truly, uh, one of his most challenging ones. Like especially from that era. I put right there with Blonde Bl- Bl- on the Tracks. Blonde on the Tracks is quite challenging as well it's a quite dense album I think that's the first time that he actually went full on dance not dance like dancing dance with an S um, you have to you have to bear with the guy a little bit you know if you listen to music that way which is the right way to listen to music paying attention to what's being said and what's being done you know um not that any type of other listen other type of listening is totally invalid, but you know if a song is good enough for you have uh, for you to have your attention attached to it, why not give your attention? So and usually good artists it's part of the part of the experience is enticing you to pay attention. And I believe that Dylan does that quite wonderfully. And he does that in this album. For sure. That being said, I will... Suspend this broadcast. And... Send you a hug. And a big kiss. Yes? And uh, thanks for listening. Listen to that album. At least listen to... Like, Just Like a Woman... And uh, what else? Uh, leopard, leopard, something. What's the name of it? It's uh, leopard, leopard, leopard skin. Pew box hat. It's a great song. It's funny as hell. And uh, one of us must know. The first one is great as well. Rainy day women. Uh, it's good. It's good. It's very good. It's very good. Bye bye. Bye bye.